Hello. Hello and welcome to the Alternative Twats podcast. Welcome back. So called because we're alternative and, and <laughs> oh, oh. it's been it's, a while. It's been a very long while since uh, we've said those words. So welcome back anyone that actually believed us when we said <laughs> <laughs> we are going to keep this up while Brian is at uni mm. because um, mm. we evidently haven't. Yeah. But it's good to be back with you now. It, yeah. In a new location. In a new location. We aren't in... Ben's bedroom instead of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's Boxing Day, so Merry Christmas. Yep, and a Happy New Year. Ben's wearing a Christmas jumper. I am wearing a Christmas jumper. I'm in the Christmassy spirit. Do you know why, Brian? Why? 2-1, Cambridge United, beat Crawley. Yes. <laughs> well done. Yeah, we saw about that, because then I saw that you went 1-0 down, initially. Yep. And cause, but only because you said... To no, never mention that goal to you ever I'm, again. I'm not watching the highlights specifically <laughs> so that I don't see that goal. It's the worst goal I've ever seen. It was one defender going for it, headering it into another defender, and it falling to their striker. Oh. Our keeper running out, trying to foul that player, failing, and then him side-footing <laughs> into the back of the net. That is... Uh, mm. it, was, it was a painful experience. Yeah. In other news... In other news... Uh, Man City lost to Leicester City, which is their second loss in a row. They lost on Saturday. They lost to Crystal Palace, three two, and then today they lost. They lost to Leicester City two one, which puts Liverpool uh, six points clear at the top of the table, and Man City down in third. So they're seven points clear of City and six points clear of Tottenham in second. Have we successfully alienated all of our audience yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Because. So, um, I, th- I think I did pretty well. We're a football podcast now. We are. Yep. Please don't turn off. We're, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. Please. <laughs> we don't know enough about football. N- no, we're still beer. But what we do know about, yes, is beer. And so I thought I'd start us off with a dark one because essentially we're just stealing from my dad's Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> my dad. My dad's favourite thing to drink is porters. Right. Okay. So I've tried to keep it to the light beers. One so that you won't notice, but two. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know that you don't like the porters uh, that's true. and the darker beers. So yeah. this will be the first and only dark beer. Okay. I hope you're okay I with can, that. I can open with one w- of would you, would you like to read the story? Oh, I always do. You know me. Where are we? Um, if you're not... Oh, no. <laughs> I was about to say, if you're not entirely satisfied with this product, please return it to the store. <laughs> uh, this pitch black porter packs a roasted malty chocolate aroma. Notes of caramel. Licorice. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, right. Oh, it wasn't that funny. Friend. Um raisins and some cocoa followed <laughs> <laughs> followed by a creamy and smooth taste in a universe full of wonders. It's the dark that matters. Oh. So, <laughs> I've never cracked up while reading the story before. And that's just my own fault. The story wasn't particularly funny. And so, I don't know if we said, but the beer is called Dark Matters Coffee Porter, brewed by Brains Brewery. Brian's? Brains. Brains. Uh, <laughs> I thought you just <laughs> said it, is... it stupid then. <laughs> <laughs> it is an anagram of your name. Yeah, well, yes. So much so that a lot of people spell it that way. Mm, a lot of people. When I'm drunk, I'm like, I really wish Brain was here. <laughs> but pray silence for the crack. Oh, there's no crack. That was a little, that was a, that was a, a little bit of crack. 
Don't talk about crack now, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's coming out like a, a very Guinnessy style, actually. A bit more fizzy than Guinness. Oh, my, one of my favourite Peep Show quotes is, uh, relax, Jez, it's not Blue Peter. I'm just having a relaxing smoke of crack. <laughs> uh. And taking it on the nose, it's it's just like a standard darkish beer to me. Yeah, ooh, I'm getting that. Uh, it smells more like a porter to me. Yep, very sort of deep. Oh, that's, oh, really, that's nice. really rich and coffee, actually. Yeah, that's very good. Ooh, I'm, oh, I'm getting the chocolate in that massively. Oh, yeah, the chocolate Ooh. on the aftertaste. Very, very good. Ooh, blimey. So, yeah, we, um, we're recording this on Ben's phone, mm-hmm. um, just to break the illusion, uh, <laughs> in case it sounds less good than usual, um, because I left the microphone. In Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... I was going to try and put a dis- miles distance on that, like however many miles away it is, but I don't uh, actually know. It, 120? I, I don't know. I think it feels like, because it's just an arse to get to, it feels longer than it is. I reckon it's probably about 180. It really isn't an arse to get to. Have you, ever, ho- have you driven it? No, I haven't driven it. But it's three like, and a half hours on the train is an arse to get to for me. Straight up the A1 and then off at Newark. It's so easy. Yeah, but how long does that take? That's still, still an arse. About two and a half hours. At what what point did we get to in our lives where (laughs) what we're doing is sitting on the edge of my bed (laughs) where I look you right in the eye and just just calmly say the word (laughs) (laughs) So a lot's happened, I suppose, since we... um... Many, many things and nothing as well. Yeah, what's happened in the world? That's what I was trying to think, like, Trump's been fucking shit up. Like, but, but that has no, been for the last no two news, years. No news, yeah. The government were in contempt of parliament for yeah. the first time in 140 years or something. Mm. Um, didn't get locked in the uh, prison room in Big Ben, though, which I'm a bit disappointed about. That's what happened last time. No, no one was beheaded. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Yeah. We're still waiting for our own Yellow Jackets protest <laughs> well, where we yeah. hang the bourgeoisie. Do you see they brought a guillotine out? No. Like, apparently, in the Yellow Jacket protest, like, they didn't, obviously, they didn't behead anyone. But they, it, was, and it wasn't a real one, I don't think, but it, they had this big fake guillotine. That is as, so like, cool. A reminder of what happens when the French revolt. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Well, that's been quite impressive, mm. all the uh, Yellow Jacket stuff. Extinction Rebellion is a thing. I was going to say, there, it's been a good time for um, civil disobedience, because mm. Extinction Rebellion, I think I'm going to do, I'm going to strike when they do the world... Strike day in September. I'm yeah. going to strike, nice. which makes me feel weird because I love my job and like, why am I striking that? But yeah. it's, it's for a different cause. Yeah, very important cause. Mm. Um, but I also, don't want to talk too much about that. If, if you're my employer, um, you're not legally allowed to know that I'm about to strike, or you can't compel me to tell you that I'm about to strike. <laughs> so I may or may not strike, depending on how much work I've got on that day. <laughs> Beautiful, beautifully said. Um, yeah. Uh, Stan Lee died. That's sad. Oh yeah. Um, um, I quite like him to make a cameo from Beyond the Grave. To be honest. Well, apparently. Oh. So apparently, someone was telling me the other day that, like, a, a couple of years ago, or re- or recently, or something, they made him like film a bunch of lines in front of a green screen. Yes. So they can just put him into any <laughs> film, and I think that's wonderful. Um, I went to see the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse film. Mm-hmm. Recently, which was 
like completely fantastic. I know you don't really like superhero films, but because it's like it's animated and the art style and everything was really well done and it was funny and just everything about it was great. Uh, and there was a Stanley cameo in that, like an animated mm. Stanley, and it was it was quite funny, like because the main character is Miles Morales, which is the Black Spider Man. Ah, uh, right. Uh, and the whole idea is there's all these different Spider-Man universes and they kind of collided because of this thing um, which like means they use there's a different art style for each Spider-Man universe and uh, they like mix them all together kind that's of thing really, it really that's cool. a cool concept yeah um, and uh, yeah it's like he's buying a he's buying a um, Spider-Man costume or whatever and the guy sending it to him Stanley and he's like one size fits all Eventually, or something like that. I can't. <laughs> but it was it was good. Yeah, no, I'd recommend seeing that. Um, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody on Friday. Oh yeah, that is supposed to be amazing. It was really good. I I didn't have that high expectations. I'll be honest. Um, someone I know saw it and didn't love it. Mm. But I think generally the reviews are quite good, and I think Rami Malek will probably get nominated for an Oscar. Is it award season now? Like when yeah, do they do the Oscars? So February, March. Oh, okay, yeah. So they've now, done it in a good window. Yeah, this is December onwards is the time to start releasing mm. uh, award films. Um, but uh, yeah, the Golden Globes. Um, Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be. It's a good film. Don't get me wrong. I liked it, but it's not. It's not, it's not that good, is it? Like, it was good for what it was. I think... Um, good as a superhero movie, mm, but... Yeah, I liked it for a superhero movie, as someone who doesn't like superhero movies, but, like, I think that um, there's a similar issue to what Avatar had. That, like, name one line from Avatar. Jigsuli. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it, yeah. It's like, na- name, name a line from Black Panther... Um, Other than like T'Challa, it was like the you were there's the famous um, Wakanda Forever. There you go. Wakanda That's forever. the whole thing, isn't it? And they yeah. cross their arms or whatever. Because um, Chadwick Boseman's getting sick of doing it. Like he flat <laughs> refuses to do it when Does everyone he? asks him now. Yeah, much like Alan Trigger not telling people that they're fired. <laughs> yeah. So when I was at school, he like I think we've told this story before. We, well, yeah. I'm going to tell it again, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, like Strapping. he opened our opened our build, school buildings or whatever. Because uh, they had like a deal with Amstrad or something to, for computers, and part of the <laughs> deal was that he had to open the buildings. I feel so sorry for your school that they had fucking Amstrad installing their computers. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Amstrad anyway. Well, I mean, like, it must be surely. Anyway, uh, and yeah, like there was like a Q and A with 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 Lord Sugar and uh, Lordy Sugar and and yeah, like there was like a flat out rule that no one can even mention the words "you're fired," uh, otherwise he will just walk out <laughs> and I'm like that's insane that is imagine I, yeah just imagine being uh, so I don't know because it's like if you're a band you have to play your that, hits that, that one song that you've played at every mm. gig for the last 10 years mm. and you can be a dick about it, it and you yeah. can put it like up right at the end of your encore mm. but still you have to play that song yeah I don't think putting it at the end of the encore is a dick move well no but like if I suppose it pisses me off when I'm like, I'm only here to hear that one song. It's different at a festival. Because mm. at a festival, I'm like, I just want to see that one song, so I just play it early and I can go. Mm. But that's exactly why they play it at the end, so yeah. you don't leave. Like, I saw Europe at um, Download Festival in 2013. I was only there to see the final countdown. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they waited till, till the end. Although, to be, like, you know, credit where credit's due, the rest of the set was really good. 
I've never listened to any of their other music uh, before, and I haven't since. <laughs> but it was good. There was like a Riches to Rags song or something. Rank, I don't know, Rags to Riches, I don't know. I can remember um, seeing Elton John in Ukraine uh, when the Euros were on in Ukraine. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just like played the fan zone. Holy shit. And um, every single one of Elton John's songs sound exactly the same. Apart from like Candle in the Wind or whatever, like his good one is. I'd be inclined to disagree with you, but yeah, okay. I, 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 and I just sort of stood there and was like, this is a thing that is happening in my life. <laughs> and then we got bored and went into a pub. It was great. Well, fair enough. Love you, Crane. So, and in that square that Elton John performed and we were all standing in, mm. <laughs> the next year, or whenever Russia decided to invade Ukraine, oh, we, we could see like where we sat being bombed by the Russians. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was such a weird experience. Oh, being like, man. Oh, yeah, do you remember when we sat out there? <laughs> oh, my God. And it wasn't being bombed. Yeah. How's, how is everything over there now? Is that, is that settled? No, I, no I, I don't think it is settled. because they, they not that, making global news anymore. Yeah, they did that whole thing of, like, mass importing Russian people so that when they had a vote, mm, yeah. everyone said that they wanted to be part of Russia and things yeah. like that. yeah. Florence Nightingale, that's who we need. Sort out Crimea. <laughs> Get a lamp. You see, that's, that's the problem with Ukraine. They just don't have a lady with a lamp. Yeah. Un- until they figure that out. Or Justin Timberlake. Crimea River. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just, I wasn't, I, I'm glad that you just said it out loud and, and because I didn't know really where to go with the joke. I just wanted to make a Crimea River joke. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. So Ben. Imagine if we alienated all of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't think we have many Ukrainian listeners. So. Um, since the eighth of September, when we last recorded a podcast, mm-hmm. that is that is how long it's been. What have you been listening to? See, that's a really fucking difficult question to answer. So much right? <laughs> because one, there has been so much, mm. and two. We are recording off my phone and I can't pick it up because otherwise it ruined the fucking audio. <laughs> can't you get a Spotify on your laptop or something? Oh, I could, but it's downstairs. Okay. I'm just going to do off the top off, of my head. Off the top of your head. Easy Life have had some new fucking mm. songs about it. Like, um, something like Temporary Love. There we go. I was going to mm. say Impermanent Love. Temporary Love, which is very, very good. Mm-hmm. And who was, who was my absolute bae from um, Reading? Uh, Fickle Friends have had a a couple of absolute bangers out as well. I would tell you their names, listeners, but we are recording on my phone. (laughs) Um, Anything else? Oh, the fucking... Like, I listened to it once, and I I still like it. Mm. And I'm never going to listen to it again. Okay. The fucking Sausage Roll song. Uh, I was about to ask you about your opinions on the Sausage Roll song. Like, the thing is... Even listening to it once by the last verse, because it's a very repetitious song. Oh, by yeah. the last verse, you're like, this is and enough. I'm done. Yeah, by the, by halfway through I've the song, I've got the joke by now, and yeah. the joke is beginning to wear thin. Yeah, it's um, it's like a vine that goes on for four minutes. <laughs> like, in, if it's six seconds long, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> you had to watch a vine for four minutes. Uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, I. I, when I first heard it, I was like, "That's incredible! I am so happy because I love what this stands for. Mm. This is this is amazing." And it does, donated the proceeds to charity, didn't it? Yeah, like I think it's completely. Yeah, mm. uh, and then I, you know, and I was like, "Okay, cool, that's great." And then I and I heard it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's maybe gone on a bit long, but that's fine." 
uh, and I listened, I heard it again, and then I put it on again to wind someone up, and and that was it. I, I put it on to wind someone else up, and it wound me up. <laughs> I, was like, I I like what this song stands for, but I do not like this song. That's um, yeah. Because like you say, it's uh, yeah, we get the joke. We get yeah. it. Yeah, it's <laughs> you, you are singing about sausage rolls, and that's funny. But... Yeah, because it wasn't. It's not exactly an original original idea people have been singing we built the city on sausage rolls for mm. god knows how long yeah i mean there's a joke in new girl about about um they're singing about schmidt is he the the guy that used yeah. to be fat um yeah. and they're like we built this schmitty <laughs> we built this schmitty on tootsie rolls <laughs> man i haven't watched new girl in so long uh oh. so does she now what's she doing now where is she? she had a baby because me... Megan Fox was in New Girl while she was out of it, wasn't she? Call me, babe. <laughs> I miss you. Well, well, speaking of Zoe Deschanel, that's something I've been listening to lately. So I don't know if you've ever listened to She and Him. No, I haven't. Um, so She and Him uh, is Zoe Deschanel and another bloke. <laughs> <laughs> She's the she and he's the him. And I don't know who he is. But yeah, they have two Christmas albums uh, and they're quite wonderful. And obviously, lately, there's been some controversy over the song Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh, yes. Which is, you know, mis- it's, it's misplaced and you shouldn't ban the song on the radio, I, I think. But I think it's a song essentially about rape, to be, I mean, I to be fair. I don't think, I don't, I just, I disagree there, but... What's in this drink? That is the one line, <laughs> the one line where it's like, okay, that's creepy, isn't it? But the, overall, the whole song, I'm just like, it, it, uh, you don't need to ban it off the radio, I think. Anyway. Because because especially the she and him version, it's she's singing the male part and mm. he's singing the female part. So when he says, "Say what's in this drink?" and she's like, "Maybe it's cold outside." It's not creepy, which shouldn't make a difference, but it does. Mm. Like I'd love to be like, no, it's you know just so as just as weird or just what, as not. What, worth is, it. what if a com- as a compromise, you're only allowed to sing "Maybe it's cold outside" <laughs> if the gender. genders are reversed? <laughs> then that's just then we're just getting stupid, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, it's. Uh, is that more stupid, in your opinion, than banning the song outright? Mm, yes. Yeah, I think so. Maybe I don't know because, because you know, I've just said that it makes it less creepy, mm. even though I know it shouldn't. Mm. So, but then I know that that's kind of stupid. What about the other so, the other piece of controversy about Christmas songs? Should you say? The F A G G O T word. So I feel. I, I, I feel like you should have just said it. I don't know. I feel like spelling it out. It's like. Yeah, no, but you're. <laughs> the 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 place that you know that I'm going to come down on whether or not it's okay to say that word, in the song. Means that I cannot say it. Okay. Already. All right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Because I don't think that you should sing. The, the, I really like the uh, the Twitter suggestion. Um, you taped over Taggart. You taped over Taggart. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that as well, yeah. Um, yeah, I I just... Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's an argument where I will... I, I'll, I'll sit and listen to the song and I don't care. And, but, yeah, but would you sing it? It's like saying the, it's saying the N-word in a rap song. I wouldn't sing it at karaoke. Yes. I wouldn't sing it in public. Yes. On my own? I, d- I don't know that it matters 
if I'm on my own. If you if you say a homophobic slur in the forest, <laughs> <laughs> no one's around to hear it. <laughs> does it really fall? You know, you'd say that as a joke, but I, I mean, if you're taking the consequentialist route of the the value of your actions is what comes about from your actions, or even if you say that the intent of your actions is what matters and you don't intend to offend anyone with the with your words and that's the reason why you only say it in the middle of a forest <laughs> well yeah that's what i mean i think like i think that words are only uh words only have the value of that we give to them and if no one's around no one else is around to give any value to a word that you're just singing along to in a song and all you're doing is singing along to it in a song you're not just you're not saying it mm. for any other reason then does that matter i think what where we're coming down on is you can sing the fairy tale of your of new york in your own homes <laughs> yeah not just not in public like yeah. as i feel like i was at a karaoke night uh recently and i just feel like someone put just just a dash too much emphasis on that word. It's you like know? it's like saying the N word with a hard hard R. Like people would say it with a hard T. <laughs> yeah, it was just I was just kind of like, you you clearly you you made a point of saying that. Mm. It wasn't just I don't know, I don't know. Mind you, it wasn't as bad as being sat there watching these two white men sing Three Thousand and Five by Childish Gambino and just saying the N word out in public like at a karaoke night and wow. I'm like I know Lincoln is like the least multicultural city in the UK or something and there really is no diversity but but still because I, like, <laughs> I heard him start to sing the song and I was like are they gonna do it mm. because it's in the chorus so it's said multiple times <laughs> and they do they did and then someone else did Gold Digger by Kanye West mm. and I was like and did they well what they did was they changed it to She Ain't Messing With No Broke Brother. And my opinion of that was, why brother, specifically? Like, are you, is, is, is that, are you deliberately still talking about black people? Mm. Are, are you using the brother for that reason? Or is it, you just... No, I, it still feels like it's racially charged. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. But it was still better than <laughs> the alternative, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. If he was thinking quick on his feet, then, you know. But that was, yeah, I was just like, mm. But then am I just... Am I just too... Thinking too much into it? Because then that's sometimes something I question myself on. But then I it, it goes back to something I said before. and That just, like, the whole... Oh, well, you know, I'm right-wing, so that's my... That's my belief system. It's like, well, yeah, that doesn't mean you're not a fucking dickhead. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> like just because, you know, it's it, it, saying that it's le to that to legitimise it doesn't mean you're not being a fucking dickhead. Yeah, even if you don't think it's offensive, mm. people are being, you are <laughs> causing offence to people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, I get caught up in this all the time. Because especially when it comes to comedy as well, mm. I believe you should be able to joke about anything. Mm. So, like, if anything, if, if, if one thing's fair game, everything's fair game. And so, so did you, you know, did you see the clip of um, Louis C.K. and Chris Louis Rock C. K. and Ricky Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Because there were some hard R's going into those N words. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never seen a bigger capital R than um, <laughs> I was I was going to say than in the Hollywood sign, but there is no R in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, but Hollywood, Ho Hollywood. That's the yeah. um, 
capital of Northern Ireland, isn't it? Mm, <laughs> or is that, is that their parliament? <laughs> the, their... No, the Dublin. Belfast is the normal island, isn't it? Yeah, isn't, isn't that, that where they have their parliament? Holyrood? I don't know, that is a place. I'd Google it yeah. if I had my phone. <laughs> um, comment, yeah. comment on the, the Facebook post. Yeah. And tell me, Ben, you're so fucking right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I mean, so I have feelings about that clip. Mm. Uh, which, obviously, you know, it's not, uh, it's not okay to speak like that. Um, but then, who am I to tell Chris Rock what he can and can't say? Mm. And you, I don't think you can. Ah, uh, this see, this is where this is where it starts getting difficult. This is where I fall over myself. Yeah, because. The argument then is that, so I can say that uh, Chris Rock shouldn't, shouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. And then it's the case of uh, how do I, a white man, have the authority to tell a black man that he can or can't say it? Mm. And then it's a case of, well, Chris Rock is okay with Louis C.K. and Ricky Gervais saying it or whatever. So, it should be fine. Uh, and then, so then it's, do, is it up to, is it up to Chris Rock, or is it not? Mm. Uh, and then, and can I tell him that it, it's unacceptable, or do I have to not? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. there's layers to it. But then what it, com- what it all comes down to is that, as a white man, my opinion kind of is irrelevant. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it doesn't matter, I think, is, is the, the final... You know, and I think I think it's interesting um, using the um, word that's in Fairy Tale of New York and the N-word. Um, both of those are words that their own communities have tried to reclaim them as yeah. sort of a badge of honour. Yeah. Or not a badge of honour, but just like as, as their own words to be used against homophobes and racists. Yeah. And so, like, so much of it hinges on that sort of context. Like, am I using the N-word in order to attack the concept of, like, whiteness and white power and that sort of thing? Mm. Or am I using it in order to attack um, black people or historically marginalised people? Yeah. Because you look at Jerry Seinfeld, and Jerry Seinfeld's like, nah. Because mm. that's the whole conversation, is it? People people are like, oh, it took Jerry Seinfeld to tell them that that's something such or whatever. I'm like, is it Jerry Seinfeld's... Job. Can, yeah, is it is it his place to tell people what they can and can't say? I just, yeah, I've missed talking about these things with people with someone, mm. you know, recorded so that the whole world can yeah. hear. Um, <laughs> with two white men in a room yeah. <laughs> in, um, in a very privileged part of England. Yeah, but then, you know, talking about the N-word or whatever, though that, that I mean, that's something that Louis C.K., it's not something that he's ever been a stranger to uh, in his comedy, and no mm. one's, no one's brought it up before. So then, why now? Mm. I, I think and... it was interesting because, um, like, <laughs> we, I don't want to go into the whole like everyone's a bad person because uh, there's a YouTuber by the name of Peter Coffin, mm-hmm. and he talks about Our Lady of Perpetual Correct- Correctness, mm-hmm. and so we all, or not we all, but there is a tendency. 
especially on social media, to be like, this person did a bad thing. I've never done a bad thing. I was always correct and I was yeah. always on the right side of history and I liked trans people before it was in vogue and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And uh, similarly, um, people were saying with Jerry Seinfeld, like, oh, you know, it's good that he didn't say the N-word in that clip. And did he call them out or did he just not say it? He just, well, he kind he just of... looked visibly he says He says something along the lines of, like... Uh, He's. It's not okay for him to say that or something like that. Mm. Like he's very uncomfortable, and he says that after Louis says it, I think. But then mm. Louis and Chris Rock are both just talking to each other and joking about it, kind mm. of thing. Sorry, Karen. And so um, then people people were like posting a picture of like Jerry Seinfeld when he was thirty five, dropping off his sixteen year old girlfriend at high school, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like oh <laughs> But equally, like. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to defend Jerry Seinfeld because I think that's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And I, like, yeah. if that happened in the eighties, like, what the fuck were you doing in the eighties? I know, <laughs> I know the song was called "It Was Acceptable in the Eighties." <laughs> I mean, was it like that was before I was born? But get your fucking shit together, history. Am I right? Mm. But also, like, Jerry Seinfeld can have a point and be separate from that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's. I mean. Yeah, that's an important thing to remember, but people will always be dismissed for other things. Mm. So, I don't know, man. As they always used to say on the Cambridge United message board, attack the argument, not the person. Yes, indeed. And on that note, should we open another beer? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was a weird thing, because as well, like, I'm like, it, why are you... Is it... <laughs> Is there more need to to bring down Louis C.K.? Is he, is he, is he not already climbing <laughs> well, out of the like, bottom of the barrel? Why was he on TV? Like I thought everyone was boycotting him after. So the that is a very thing. that's like a six year old clip. Oh, okay. Yeah, that someone's dug up, which is why I have part of a, part of the problem. That, I have that with it. definitely feels like a per- perpetual correctness thing of like. Yeah, so you know, like that that's part of what I have with it because that's a huge thing about the culture we're living in he's right already in the trash like if you are famous and you are listening to this delete all of your old tweets up to like <laughs> there's a website that will delete them for you up to three months ago or whatever just do it because there's just you may have said something once uh, is there a website that will delete your facebook history i don't know i want that as well because i need that because like i was i was definitely calling people gay when i was 13 like i thought yeah, that was the most hilarious yeah. thing in the world yeah and that's the thing. And, you know, like, Kevin Hart was supposed to uh, host the Oscars this year. Mm. Within a day. So Kevin Hart, hugely successful person, has a huge film career, Does turns out, like, 15 films a year or something. I remember Chris Rock joking about it at the Oscars, like, two years ago. He was mm. like, you know, no one works hard. No one gets more work than Kevin Hart. <laughs> or he said, because people were telling him to quit, because that was the year the, uh, the Oscars So White thing happened, mm. where there was no black nominees. And Chris Rock was hosting it, and he was joking about that. And he was like, "He said, how come it's only ever, uh, only ever people without a job that tell you to quit?" <laughs> and the, uh, and he said, "If I if I quit this, that's the that's how you get Kevin Hearted." <laughs> and yeah, Kevin Hart's there and whatever, and they're having a laugh. And then yeah, Kevin Hart gets to host this year, and he says it's like the greatest honor of his life. It's what he's always wanted to do. And then they people drag up tweets from like five years ago of like him saying some homophobic stuff, mm. and. He quits, and it's like those are. I just, I just don't know that it's okay to do that. I just, in fact, it, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say I fully take the viewpoint that 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 is that shouldn't that shouldn't be a thing. 
So, like, the the tweets that you made were something to the effect of, uh, I, if I had a gay son, I'd disown him or something mm. like that. Like, yeah. so, something to the effect of that. And the thing that, like, makes me feel weird about it is, like, you say tweets from five years ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. You say tweets from 2013. It's like, oh, no. Mm. That that was very recent, like. But it wasn't. It sounds recent, feels recent. True, but I mean, like. But I was in sixth form. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I think that like it's not it's not as if they were running around in black and white like, in silence because no one had invented sound <laughs> yet. Like, no, I know what you mean, but I think I think often I mean really think about how the dif- your difference in I know it's different because Kevin Hart was already an adult in 2013 or whatever mm. but think about the difference in maturity that you have between 2013 and now true like, mine is colossal mm. I think back to just my first year of university so that's 2014-15 and just I would hate myself if I met, yeah, my, if me I met myself then me so too. it's like you know I think there's um, I think when you you have to put it in perspective mm. sometimes but I just think that a thing that is just ruining People's lives are old tweets that, mm. that that really shouldn't be because I guarantee that both of us have said some shit that's yeah. probably on the same level as as half of the stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we said it out loud and then it was gone and it was never recorded. Yeah, and we'll never have to pay for that. And rightly so because that was a foolish mistake mm. in the past of just something that was an offhand comment, but. It's there in print online for everyone to see now. So I'm going to open this Sorry, beer. Sorry, do the beer, yeah. Uh, so it's an Old Empire IPA, Marston's Brewery. I do like this. I've had this several times before. Have you? Uh-huh. Well, do you want to read the story? Okay, go for it. <clears throat> um, a memorable and deceptively easy-drinking IPA. This is an authentic recreation of the beer style created for and enjoyed throughout the Empire. Goldings, Fuggles, and American Cascade hops combine to give a crisp, citrus hop aroma with a balanced, bittersweet finish. Mmm... Balanced and bittersweet. Great silence for the crack. Oh, that, that lid fell nicely on your side table. It did. Um, but yeah, so what that's my satisfying point. Satisfying pour. I, I think um, we have talked about this before, but like, growing up with the internet, like, we we have some embarrassing stuff on the internet, but thank God that we we didn't be born even later. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I said some yeah the only the only stuff I have online that's like awful is me going like saying stupid just like lol so bored ruffle yeah. kind of like stupid stuff like stuff like that nothing offensive you know I think it's interesting as well like the who is to blame for racism and sexism and things like that like a lot of racism sexism transphobia homophobia is born of ignorance yeah. rather than hatred. Which, yeah, exactly. And when, when you're young... Obviously, you're stupid. Yeah, so... And I think that, um, like, who is to blame for children being racist, homophobic, or whatever, mm. is, it's a lot to do with the influences of, like, the outside media. And, you, like, you internalise the things that you're shown. So if you live in a society that is very racist and outwardly promotes like all black people are criminals all gay people are whatever mm. then actually of of course you're going to come out with those sorts sorts of things because you haven't been given access to the things that will make you for want of a better word woke yeah yeah no i, I agree clearly and that's yeah that's a big part of 
big part of it, I think. I'm also looking forward to the next following bits of the podcast, because this is a 5.7 beer, Ooh. and it, you can taste it, it's quite yeah, strong. Yeah, it is very nice. This, this reminds, the taste of this reminds me of being in Brighton over mm. the summer. Had a lot of IPAs in Brighton over the <laughs> summer, so... Mm. What what was the what were the last words on it like? Balanced, bittersweet. That mm. is a very good description of that. Yeah, I think that sums it up perfectly. Well done, Marston's person. Yes. Marston. Mm. I'm just thinking of Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, okay. As we're as we're here, as it's Christmas. Oh, sorry. Did you, what? Did you finish what you've been listening to? I I moved on to me, didn't I? Yeah, you and moved then, on to you. I mean, just, like I was struggling. I'll be honest. Okay. I was struggling to fuck. Alright, so yeah, She and Him Christmas albums. I've been mm. listening to those. They're very good. Uh, I Yesterday, on Christmas Day, I was so sick of Christmas music, so I put the Beatles on. Mm. Uh, and I listened to the Beatles, and I've been listening to Queen as well, after, since watching Bohemian Rhapsody, because I hated Queen for many a year. Mm. So, in 2013, when I was back in sixth form, we did We Will Rock You as our school musical. And I was in it. I was Commander Khashoggi, which is like the bad guy character, mm. which is really fun to play. Um... And yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, but rehearsing every day for eight weeks, you start to get sick of Queen songs. Mm. So I haven't been able to really listen to Queen. And then just that film just totally revived my love for Queen, I think. That's really interesting because I um, I was the lead in Our House, so I, nice. I played Joe, good Joe, and um, so it was all the songs of madness. And that actually made me like Madness a mm. lot more than I did. Like, I mean, like, I always loved Madness, but now I know all the fucking words. Yeah. Like, I know the dances. I had a thing like that with High School Musical. I was in the pit oh. band for a stage version of High School Musical. And again, rehearsing all the time. But actually, when they said High School Musical, I was like, fuck's sake, don't do High School Musical. Because I was like 14 or mm. something. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, I love High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I still do to this day. I've got the trilogy on DVD. Yeah, that yeah. I bought with my own money. <laughs> so... Films like one and two are very, very good. Have you seen three? I can't remember. What's three about? So three is about like they're all going to go away to college and it's like their final year. Is is that the one set on the golf course? No, that's the second one. Oh, uh, no, I don't think I've seen three. Uh, see, three was the only one that got a cinema release and mm. it had like a bigger budget and it's great. It really is good. I might need to watch it, yeah. you know? We could, we could binge watch all three. We could. I was... I need to talk to you later. Okay. <laughs> um, what else we been listening to? So the 1975 released their new album. Oh, yes. A Brief Inquiry into Online online Relationships. Yes. And oh boy, is it a masterpiece. I'll tell you what, with this album, it is it too accurately represents a lot of like problems with online relationships yeah. to the point where I can't listen to it. Mm. Still upsetting. Yeah, so I, I stayed up uh, to listen to the, uh, so to listen to the album when it got released at midnight. Yeah. On the night it came out, and I was listening through the whole thing. I was like, "Man, this is so good, this is so good." And then it gets to the man who married a robot, and it's this uh, the, described as plinky plonk music, uh, with a Siri voice telling this story uh, about a man. Who, and his best friend is the internet, and he loves the internet, etc., etc. And it made me so anxious. I was mm. sitting there and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is, a, 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 oh God, <laughs> uh, because it's too, too uh, spot on. I think for so many people, and I think that's Matt Healy's point. Is like, it's me. It's you know, it's all of mm. us. Um, 
Yeah, but it also is quite funny, but it's just unsettling. And I think the reason it's so unsettling is because of the Siri voice. Because mm. I was reading an interview with Matt Healy, and originally that was going to be his dad reading the story, and his dad is Tim Healy. I don't know if you know Tim Healy. Did no. you ever watch Orvida's Zane Pet? Yes. He was in that. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, and he's in Still Open All Hours. Um, hang on. Tim Healy. I'm just showing you a picture. Tim Healy. Him. Oh, I do know him. Yeah, so that's Matt Healy's dad. Wow, that is super fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> to, to connect those two people. Yeah. Um, and originally it was going to be him reading it on the album, and I was really excited for that. But yeah, they realised that it just sounded so much more unsettling. Because mm. especially as there's a line like, um, when the man got sad, the internet would show him lots of things and get him cooked animals. And just like the use of the words cooked, cooked animals, animals is like yeah. kind of unsettling and stuff like that. But yeah, it is a fantastic album. I think my favourite song on it is probably I Always Want to Die Sometimes, because mm. that's just a 90s Britpop masterpiece. Like, it sounds like Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls kind of thing. Mm. In fact, the guy who does the strings on the song also did the strings on Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> so which is probably, you know, is part of it. Um, but also, I Like America and America Likes Me is a very upbeat, um, auto-tuned pop song about gun violence. <laughs> uh, with a line, um, kids don't want rifles, they want Supreme. Mm. Like the clothing brand. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of really good songs in that. And I Couldn't Be More In Love is like the most 80s sounding song to be released after the 80s <laughs> and the vocals were recorded the day before Matt went Matt he went to rehab on that song um, wow because he was addicted to heroin uh, and he said like he was he's lucky so I'm not laughing at that I, was, just, I just wasn't expecting out of nowhere. it yeah. you know. but no yeah he said he was really lucky with that because um, he went to rehab without doing something stupid like most of the, the time someone goes to rehab it's because they've done something that's ruined their life or something and they realise they need help but he just managed to get help before something like that happened mm. which is good um, so yeah the 1975 is a big one for me and the Hamilton soundtrack I think oh. I know I think I know every word now really? <laughs> like to most of the songs yeah like genuinely it's it's, it's I, yeah. I, so I find it really unsettling because when we saw it we saw the English version mm. and they they do like they do it slightly differently and it's different performers that makes me think like when I'm listening to the American version like you got that wrong. <laughs> See, I'm so used to the like normal mm. original American version now that I'm just like, oh, yeah. Because when I, that's the same, like, because just the guy playing Alexander Hamilton when we saw it was a better singer than Lin Manuel yeah. Miranda is. Yeah. So <laughs> I was listening to that and then I was like, oh, <laughs> it's not as good. But <laughs> but, uh, but now I now I think it's great. Yeah, I, I just can't stop listening to it. And while when trying to motivate myself for my masters, it's. When there's a song when he's like, uh, how do you write, like, you're running out of time and stuff, and I have to mm. write 20 pages of scripts on one day, and I'm like, yeah, I'll write like I'm running out of time. Um, writing and writing all this fucking time. <laughs> or something like that. Along the, yeah. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Around about, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to Google the fucking lyrics, but... <laughs> Listen, right, you may or may not right, know like by this point, stuff. but... We're recording on my phone. <laughs> yes. Uh, what else was this to? Oh, um, Credence Clearwater Revival um, have a song called Fortunate Son, which I like to describe as the Vietnam War song. Wow. <laughs> because it's just so like, it's whenever you see shots of helicopters and stuff, and mm. it's like, ah. Oh. And that's Vietnam. the song playing <laughs> over it, yeah. Um, Slaves, Post Malone. I'm really back into Led Zeppelin. Like, they'll always be one of my favourite bands, but. Oh yeah, I keep going back to slaves. One of the um, 
because we do plug Spotify quite a lot for someone who's not sponsored <laughs> by Spotify. But True. the um, what was it? Uh, Spotify year in review. Oh yeah, uh, your uh, twenty eighteen wrapped. Yeah, twenty eighteen unwrapped. Is it unwrapped or wrapped? Unwrapped, I think. I think it's wrapped because it's like you know, like that's. I uh, like we wrapped on it. I think that I think it is. Mm. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> That was really, really cool. Mm. Like, uh, post or message the page or whatever with, like, how much listening you ended up doing in 2018. I think I was on, like, 38,000 minutes. How how many minutes? See, mine was weak because I changed from Apple Music to Spotify in August. So mine was, like... But then I still got more than, like, some of my own friends (laughs) in the four months or whatever that I've been listening. Um, I think it was, like, nine. 19,000 I got. 19,000 So minutes. you would have had like 40,000. I'd be pushing. Probably. I'd be pushing 60, I think. You think? I, well, I, I yeah. Think, yeah. Um, I just wish there was an Apple Music one so I could look back on Because uh, <laughs> like the amount of Dua Lipa I listened to earlier on but in the But equally, year. <clears throat> without plugging Spotify too much, it doesn't fucking have an Apple Music one. No. And that is why Spotify is better. Yeah. No, I, I'm definitely... Why Steve Jobs, you're a bitch. Sorry, he's so, dead. Sorry, rest in peace, Steve. <laughs> um, Steve Wozniak. Yeah. Steve Wozniak, you bitch. <laughs> I don't think he's in charge of Apple Music. To be fair, so. <laughs> it, ultimately, he's who I'm disappointed. With. <laughs> uh, there's a really good jazz rap um, Spotify playlist. Like it's curated by Spotify. Man, we're really just Spotify. Suck. Spotify. It's, yeah, it's a playlist by Spotify. Chill to some laid back crate digger hip hop, and it's really good. There's some stuff like. Like um, there's loyal Karnas on there, and um, <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah, there's a song called "Self" by No Name, uh, and it's really good. It's just a it's a woman rapper, but there's just a line, and she goes, uh, "You really thought a bitch couldn't rap, huh?" And it's just like it's so she's so cool. <laughs> like I think feel I always picture. I know it's not her, but I always picture um, Janelle Monae mm. in my head when I hear her talk. I know Janelle Monáe is not a woman. No, she. I think that she is female. Uh, I thought. I thought that we brought were, this up on the podcast. We and did. I, I googled it, and she's she is a woman. Uh, oh, okay, that's fine then. <laughs> I just I remember I saw something somewhere. Because mm. yeah, I remember, bad. like on the on the podcast as well, you like shouted it, but from a long way away, so it sounded like <laughs> someone was heckling. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh yeah, I've been listening to Jim. Janelle Monáe she's non-binary <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, uh, um, yeah so that place is really good jazz rap I've been listening to a lot of Robbie Williams as well lately not gonna lie his live so right I'm loving angels instead so in 2003 Robbie Williams uh, did a, he has a live at Nebworth album you ever heard mm, it? I haven't no great great live album genuinely like not just because I'm a Robbie Williams fan or anything. <laughs> um, and we do live near Nebworth yeah but uh, eventually you're going to track us down, listeners. Yeah. Um, he, it's just insane because it's like the biggest live music event or second biggest live music event, British live music event ever. Wow. Because over over three nights at Nebworth, Robbie Williams performed to 375,000 people. That's 100,000 people per night. That's 125,000 people per night. Which is insane. Mm. Robbie Williams in 2003. Who, for like by now, 
for all intents and purposes, is a meme. Like, you say the word Robbie Williams, and I giggle. I giggle <laughs> a little bit. I mean, he's headlining the British Summertime Festival next really? year. Yeah, I really wanted to get tickets, but I think it's probably sold out already. But yeah, I saw that announcement, I was like, oh boy. Because that was like in the midst of me listening to a shitload of Robbie. <laughs> uh, in fact, I got the Swing When You're Winning album on vinyl for Christmas, which is nice. Is that, is that him singing swing music? Yeah. I do love me some motherfucking swing. It's fantastic. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get into it, but it's great. I'll, <laughs> I'll send you some. Um, it's a, in, like, exciting, I'm going to see a band news. I'm yeah. going to see Art Brute in February. Yes. I'm very excited about I, it. I heard. <laughs> I, are you, do you want to come with? Um, I don't. No, I probably won't. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I'm, enjoy. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for so, you. If long-time listeners will know that I got really into this band called Art Brute and I started listening to their shit because they had uh, an album called Top of the Pops that they released in like 2016 and so I thought that they were still going but actually it was a best of of all the songs that they'd released in like since 2004. Huh. So I did the classic Spotify user thing of they give you a band that you really, really fucking like and then you find out that they're not going anymore. <laughs> And I got really sad about that. But then they fucking reformed and I'm going to go see them in Birmingham and nice. it's going to be so good. Yeah, I haven't listened to tons of stuff. I've only listened to what you've sent me, I think. Mm. But um, no, yes, enjoy. That's oh, exciting. Birmingham is good for gigs as well. Where is it in Birmingham? I don't know. It's not like the NEC or anything. It's it like O2 Academy or something? No, it's like the something something club. Oh, okay, fair enough. So it won't be a big... Yeah, that's cool. Nice. Really exciting. I'm, going to... I'm, I'm in about... Just just over three, in twenty three days, I believe, <laughs> I'm going to see the 1975 at the O2. Ooh. Oh boy, am I excited! That is a different spectrum, but I'm very excited for you. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's going to be great. Uh, yeah, the new album, the new album is great, and they got another new album coming out in like May. Um, yeah, which is how just, do you write like you're running out of time? <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're very like, they're just. There, um, I, I love that. <laughs> um, I saw her into Shikari, um, about three weeks ago. <laughs> how how were they? Were they good? They're fantastic. I've seen them like eight times now. Yes. See, my work mum's son, my work brother-in-law. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my work half son. I feel like brother. if he doesn't work there, then it doesn't count. Um, Your work mum's son. Dylan. So, yeah. My mate Dylan. He always goes. But he only takes flip flops because he's always crowd surfing and people steal your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> see, the I I once I went to see Limp Biscuit once and I lost a shoe, like, so that I think they opened with Rolling, mm. and I lost a shoe and I was like shit because I was like in a mosh pit and I was like, I'm gonna break my foot mm. if I continue. So I start making my way towards the back after looking for a little while, and then this is back in the days where I still wore Airwalks. And I just like glance down and I see the light reflect off the word airwalk. Because the, <laughs> shoes, the shoes were black. So, you know, everything's just dark. And I like dove to the ground. And I was like, my shoe. And everyone around me was like, all right, mate, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and uh, so that was a good day. Mm. I almost lost a shoe in Brixton. Don't want to lose a shoe in Brixton. No, God. Tales of many, <laughs> many tales of woe. You know, in fact, since since I've seen Twenty One Pilots since we lasted a com podcast because I saw them on the twelfth of September. How were they? They were fantastic. That was at Brixton. Um, Always in Brixton. Yeah, you, I do you, love Brixton. You're very brookie. It's my favourite venue, Brixton. 
Um, but I mean, I only get to go there when bands that I want to see play there. <laughs> I don't just go there for shows that I don't care about. But um, but no, that is my, that's probably my favorite venue. I also genuinely really love the O2. Like a lot of people don't love. Uh, what? Can you unlock it, please? Oh yeah. I sorry. tried to do it so that it wouldn't be captured <laughs> I, on audio. Yeah, I just realised if we were whispering, then it was just it would be picked up anyway, probably. I thought you might get it just off. I just no, I'm sorry. I thought I didn't get it. Um, yeah, I know. Like people shit on massive venues a lot, but the O2, I genuinely think is great. I've been to see Killing Joke, which is a like punk band from the eighties, nice. and they were really, really fucking good. So my dad was like, "Oh, yeah, I got a spare ticket." Like my my mate bailed on me, and they're like really, really like radical, like hang the bourgeoisie, like mm. really, really cool. And they were at the Roundhouse. Mm. And so me and my dad went, and we were probably both the two youngest people there. <laughs> <laughs> Roundhouse is a good venue. But the Roundhouse is so good. It's uh, an old railway, uh, old train turntable. Which is why it's round. Yeah, like the trains would pull up and, you know. And, and then, then it'd spin. Spin, yeah. That's what the Roundhouse was. I didn't know that, but Back it does make sense. Day. And um, so, yeah, that, that was my first real, like, heavy punk gig that was like more guitar focused than lyrically focused mm. and I think I think I've turned a corner nice I think that I can actually listen to some heavy shit now yes yes <laughs> and that makes me very happy because <laughs> I'm sort of going the opposite way um, but I am um, but I do still love that because that was yeah, my teenage think, that was my teenage years <laughs> I think you're like your parameters are like stretching but stretching in the opposite way whereas mine, mine are stretching in the other way yeah but they're not getting any smaller <laughs> Yeah, no, neither. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, but, yeah, no, that makes me happy. I mean, like, when you said that you now love Fiddler as a band, that was, mm. a, that was a heartwarming moment for me. Oh, Fiddler. Like, so Fiddler are on on my uh, top songs of 2018. I was going to say, I think in a minute we should do a 2018 roundup of our mm. best songs, TV, film, and moment. Moment. Best moment of 2018. Uh, best, pers- best personal moment and best like cultural moment. Yes. Okay. That's a really good idea. But we'll do that in a minute. Carry on. It, <laughs> I can't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> Fiddler. Fiddler. Yeah. So Fiddler are on my top um, top bands or, or top songs of 2018. And they, they're just so good. Like every single time they come on, I'm like, yeah, I want to drink some alcohol and lock myself in a room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the song uh, Stupid Decisions. Is that song? Some Stupid Decisions. I love that song. I mean, I love every song with Fiddler. Uh, cheap Beer. Like, as a chorus, I drink cheap beer, so what? Fuck you. <laughs> it's just, it's we, just fucking so good. The alternative to Hats podcast does not endorse drinking cheap beer, and we do not tell you to fuck off. <laughs> I do fully endorse drinking cheap beer because I do it a lot, and I... I also do it a lot. I'm going to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> just, just to, uh, just, just to get But we through. do that to all of our friends, so... Yes. So, do you know what freaks me out when I say that? What? Like, there's a lot of, um... A lot of videos and literature out out there about how if you want to be successful in a youtube space like or in terms of like cultivating an audience you need to foster a parasocial relationship with your audience so try and make it seem like there's a much closer bond than you actually have right and so me saying 
oh yeah, we say that to all of our friends. And then I and then I'm and then me being like, fuck off, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> You're I don't know. Our, you're our friends. Yeah, it's just Ben. You just blown the whole thing wide I've, open. I've... Now no one's going to be able to emotionally connect with us because they're just going to be thinking about what you've said too much. <sighs> I've got some really good YouTube videos if you want to message me on Facebook because then we will have an actual fuck off <laughs> social relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about parasocial relationships. Right, we are on the Rev James Rye Final mm. Revelations. Distinctive. Oh shit! That's that's your job. Oh, okay. All right, where am I? Sorry. So Distinctive, full-flavored ale with enticing hop aromas. Um, fine ale revelation. The Rev James ales are named in honor of the of brewing legend, the Rev James Buckley, savor of souls and satisfier of thirsts. I'm gonna take a pause there. James Buckley is the name of Jay from the Inbetweeners. Is it? In real life. I'm sure it's James Buckley. Hang on, so the actor? Yeah. Okay, not the character's no. full name. Yeah. Uh, brewed with Jane our... Jane Cartwright, that's his full that's name. That's it, yeah. Brewed with our exclusive Buckley's yeast. Yeast. They deliver... They each deliver a signature... Yeast. ...taste <laughs> with a surprising finish. I don't know how loud that came out, listeners. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, hang on. The Rev James Rye is dark, dry and distinctive. Brewed for a full flavour and bitter finish with unexpected glimpses of citrus and spice. We uh, we chatted through the, the crack. I'm sorry, that's... <laughs> yeah, he, he cracked it earlier. Um, What were we talking about? Well, I went off on one about parasocial relationships. Oh, yeah. But we were saying, let's do our top songs, films, TV shows, personal and okay. otherwise moment. So with songs, films, TV, I'm... And albums. Song, songs, albums, TV films. Yes. Top five. Mm-hmm. Top five songs. Oh, so you're looking at me to, to yeah, do yeah, my Yeah, I want you to say. All right, so... In no in no particular order because that would stress me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Glue by Fickle Friends because mm. that is my most listened to song yep. of twenty eighteen. So it doesn't have to have been released this year. It's just your yeah. Top or, song. Okay. Was Glue not released? I don't think so. I don't know. Anyway, I think it was last year. Um, alcohol Fiddler. Yep, that was released this year. <laughs> uh, Spectre Fine Not Fine. That was released this year. That was yep. yeah. That That's was like their, the new their, EP. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't listened to that yet. It's, oh, you really need I to. Know, I know. You really need to. Like it oh. came out at the same time as the new 1975 album. Yeah, That's it how did. I missed it. So yeah, I, and I prioritized Spectre over the 1975. But the thing is, uh, when I listened to it, I was so stressed that like I wasn't very mindful, and I couldn't hear any of the lyrics. If you know what I mean, because right. it's so lyrically heavy. Yeah. All of the, all the Spectre stuff. And I was like, I just can't. I can't hear my way through it. <laughs> Um, La Bay by whatever that French band is that covered The Bay by Metronomy. Right. Because that is so good. I was so glad for Tokyo. <laughs> it's like French, French, French. I'm going to say the word Tokyo. Mm. Um, so that's four. Was that, was that three or four? Uh, I think that was four. Glue, Spectre, just like Alcohol by Fiddler. Oh, yeah. And then and the French one. La yep. Bay. And um, Hit Sally by Therapy Taxi. Mm. Uh, which I think counts because they re-released Therapy Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Therapy Taxi reprised edition. Right, yeah. Okay. And th- those are my top five songs. Okay. 
What am I? Christ. Uh, top five songs. Um, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need Ooh. me to fill time? And No, it's okay. So, in, yeah, again, in no particular order. I think... Um, <laughs> Are you sure? You yeah, no, 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 it's fine. Two about... time, two time, two time. Yeah, by the nineteen seventy-five. It's a very yeah. It's a it's a it's a bop. B O P. Uh, B O P. Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. Ooh. Big old percussion. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Doesn't um, really have that much percussion in it, does it? Tie dye dragon by the front bottoms. Maybe <laughs> that's a, um yeah. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna st- just. I'm gonna stick to my stick to my word. Um, the front bottoms deserve a, a very big mention because that's a th- that's the thing though. Because the front bottoms, like I saw them in February, and that was like really really good moment for me this year. But it was not my top moment. But um, one kiss by Dua Lipa, Cameron Harris. Ah, I, I do really like that song because just it didn't get boring didn't get old and it was a great pop song just genuinely like Mm. i can't i can't fault it really and and at the champions league final all because she performed at the champions league final Mm. like opened it and uh, all the there's a video of all the liverpool fans going fucking nuts for her and just being like one kiss is all it takes like all of them singing it it's just it's beautiful it really is because we actually saw her perform that in Reading as well this year. Yes, and Which I was... saw her perform it at Ali Pali as well. Which was? Oh no, I didn't see her perform that at Ali Pali. She didn't uh... perform that. Um, sorry, but I did see her at Ali Pali. And uh, yeah, every time I hear a remix of One Kiss, actually, I really enjoy it as well. Yeah. It is a fundamentally good song. So what's that? That's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tie Dye Dragon actually came out this year. Uh, um, it Must Get Lonely by The Wonder Years. Oh. Um, Sister Cities, the album that came out this year, it's it's fantastic. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep mind the songs that came out this year. Mm. That's the thing. Um, See, oh, uh, New Light by John Mayer. That's that's number five. Is that? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Yep, that's fine. That's my five. And you're you're so that's my first Flipping it back on you. Mm-hmm. Top album. Okay. A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships by the 1975. Big mention for that. It's fantastic. It's probably my album of the year. Um, Sister Cities by The Wonder Years. Fantastic album. It's on three times in a week <laughs> back in April. <laughs> uh, just after the album came out and hearing those songs played live, was uh, that was amazing. That was, I've seen them 12 times now. Because <laughs> um, like, The Wonder Years and The 1975 are very much like my joint favourite band. I just can't. I can't pick between them. They're just, mm. they're both great. Um, albums of the year. What else have I been listening to? Um, ooh, when did that come out? Hang on. Let me just do a quick Google. Um, Google Yep. So, yep. Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Just, is fantastic. But well, I was just making sure it came out this year. It came out in <laughs> April. Um, so what's that, three? Oh shit, we're doing top five albums yeah, of the year. Yeah, top five albums. I was going to, like, I'm struggling enough to come up with a top album of the year. <laughs> no, top five, top five. Um, uh, ooh, toughy, toughy, toughy. Uh, what 
else came out this year that I loved? Because there's so so many things did. Mm. That, that's what I'm really struggling with. The inability to look look through my Spotify list. Mm, that's that's helping me massively right now. I'm not gonna lie. Um, hmm. Just give me. I'm just looking. I'm browsing. He's browsing. I'm brow. I'm a, I'm a browsing. Um. Oh. Uh. Pale waves. My man makes noises. Mm. Album. That was great. Genuinely great. Uh, they're opening for the 1975 in January as well. I'm very excited for that. So that's four for me. Um, I'm just thinking of the who I've seen this year as well, because that'll. How many gigs you've been to this year? Uh, Enough for a top five? Probably not. No. Yeah. Like, if I do get up to the, to a top five, it will include. <laughs> Reading performances. That is not. I was not including wedding performances. I was including Harpenden Men's Choir. <laughs> <laughs> but you saw you saw loads of acts at I wedding. I did see so loads of acts at wedding. Yeah. So we're gonna do that. Best live music. Yeah. Um. And my fifth album of the year. It's just such a long time ago. Thinking back. Um. Thank you. Uh, oh, it's. Uh, I just. I don't want to like. Take up loads of time. Yeah. Hang on. Well, let me actually look at the albums I've saved <laughs> into, into my uh, Spotify. Because um, I, it has to be albums that came out this year. I'm not. I'm not gonna fuck about. Because otherwise, I, I'm gonna give an honourable mention to whatever people say I am. That's why I'm not by Arctic Monkeys because yeah. I listened so much to that. I don't year. think there's gonna be a year of my natural life where I don't listen to that album. <laughs> yeah. It's just I. I used to listen to it like. Every day, like mm. multiple times, um, earlier on in the year. Um, ooh, another honourable mention to "Let Them Eat Chaos" by Kate Tempest. I only discovered her this year. Um, shout out to Georgia for sending me "Europe Is Lost" because, oh boy, that is a oh, that yeah. is a song and a half and a album and a half. Yeah, that fucking Europe song is um. It's a good one. That was stressful. Mm. It's a stressful listen. Beautifully written though, like just mm. fantastic. Um. And I'm gonna say "Talk of the Town" by uh, um, Catherine McGrath. Uh, she's Irish, and it's a country album. Oh yeah. And she you sounds have like Taylor Swift. Horizons in that way. I have, yeah, I listen to a lot of country now. Mm. Yeah. Um, so those are my top five albums. I'm gonna say. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ben's. So right. So now, now we move on to. So like I don't, I don't know what counts as an album like how many songs do you need on a, on an album for it to count three songs is not an album fuck you <laughs> so <laughs> you can't you can't get in the way with saying an EP is your favorite album right how about four songs I I go up to four songs oh fine is that is that who are we so, this is Spectre's yeah. EP Reloaded okay love will do your head right in tenor. Zone 2 and Even When You Pass My Way mm. which I really really enjoy mm. even when you pass my way I haven't listened to it you feel a thousand years away spoilers <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so uh, TV top 5 TV top 5 TV or should we stick to music and do the live music uh, no don't, let's jump around a bit jump around okay TV jump up jump up and get down <laughs> <laughs> we'll end on personal moment yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's a really good one. So, top five TV. Uh, Doesn't have to come out this year, just that you've watched. Killing Eve. 
Yeah, I've heard good things. I need to still Killing to watch Eve that. is so good. And the ne- next series is coming out in the next couple of months, I think, as nice. well. So I'll get on it now. Yeah. Um, the number two. Now, number two is something that I watch because it disrespects its audience <laughs> so much. So, so much. It is like being told to fuck off as soon as you go into a restaurant. Can I guess it? And then immediately telling you that you are an absolutely terrible, terrible person. You should never be in this <laughs> restaurant and they don't want your money. Can I take a and guess? And you stay in there. What is it? Riverdale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has such little respect for its audience. And I find that so admirable. I, yeah, I appreciate that perspective. Have you watched the Sabrina show? Sabrina. I am Sabrina slowly making my, my way through that. As a scaredy cat, I like if it gets too dark outside, I can't watch it. Because <laughs> they those they're like the they're, they're set in the same universe. Yeah, well, because Sabrina's Greendale, which is like next to Riverdale, mm. so down the river. And now there's like spooky magic shit going on in Riverdale, isn't mm. it? So like, they'll they, cross over. So I'm only on episode six, but so far they haven't intertwined. Sorry, spoilers, lads. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I don't think they intertwine. In the series, I don't know. Oh. I haven't watched it, but I'm just. I don't think that happens. I'm just saying. I think that, that eventually mm. that will maybe happen. Which I mean, like, so in the Archie's comics, magic didn't exist, and now they're randomly adding magic in in Greendale. Like, that is not respecting your audience at all. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so they introduce all this fucking shit in um, Riverdale, and you think that you're operating with a cert- within a certain universe with certain rules, and then they just like tipped the cauldron over <laughs> and just like throw it all on the floor and like clean it up yeah figure out what just happened which I I find hilarious and frustrating at the same time mm. uh, what else has been on loads of stuff um, oh I think you're going to agree with me on this one The Good Place oh yeah that yeah I discovered that this year and have watched all of it this year yeah and the uh, the Series mid series finale, uh, season two, episode nine, mm-hmm. was just so funny. Oh, it was it was so, like I fully like guffawed. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best way to put it. Like, uh, what was it uh, when uh, the bit where Janet opens her mouth? Yeah, and there's like a song. Or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But I'm not going to say too much, but yeah, it just that really really cracked me up. And there's also a line, I can't remember exactly what it is, I can't quote it, but it was something like, you just stole the Book of Joel's. <laughs> no, the Book of Doug's. The Book of Doug's. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was good. So um, that was really, really good. Uh, Big, uh, Big Mouth, series two, came out this year. You haven't watched it, have I haven't you? watched it, no. It is great. That's not. I'm not going to say it's in my top five. I'm going to stop talking, actually. I'm going to let you do your top five. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then, sorry, I'm just looking through what I have watched. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like... What else has gripped me in the same way? Because there's oh, because I watched, I binge watched the new series of American Vandal, which mm. isn't as funny, but is equally sort of quite not hard hitting, but the satire in it is so biting yeah. that it's quite satisfying to watch. I do love some good satis, satis, satirizing. Yeah, um, I've been watching. Little Britain lately. I know we had a big whole thing like, is Britain, Little Britain still okay or whatever, mm. like in the past. And I just, I've been thinking about it and I just, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch some. And now I'm like hooked. I'm just, <laughs> I'm on the second series and it's, it is just hilarious. Like, 
still. There's a lot of stuff where I'm kind of like, eh, can't mm. say that now, but it makes me wonder how David Wallium still has a successful best-selling children's author Yeah, career. he's a children's author yeah. who, at one point in the 2000s, blacked up every week. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's... Uh, yeah. Not only blacked up, but pretended to be transgender as well. Yep. I'm a lady, that whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm not endorsing, <laughs> not putting my head above the parapet and saying that I endorse Little Britain. I'm 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 just I'm, you know, I'm just going to come out and say that I still think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's a product of its time, but it is still funny. Um, how many was that for you? So I I was up to four. Four. So one more. Yeah. Oh, what else? What else has there been, listeners? Can I? Can you? You come back to me for my final one. Okay. So. I know what my number one is, but I'm going to say that last. But in no other, the rest are in no particular order. Um, so, <sighs> Queer Eye. Oh, Queer Eye was so good. That's uh, a big one for me. I've been because I've, I've been watching more of it. I'm still not. I've not watched it all, but I'm just watching more and more of it, and mm. it just it warms me so much. Um, it didn't come out this year, but Peep Show. I mm. had not watched Peep Show before this year started, and I watched all of it in the space of about three weeks, <laughs> uh, and it's just great. And I've been, I've started watching a few episodes again lately, and I yeah, I just love it. Um, that's two uh, honorable mention to season thirteen of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, but not in the it's top. Still on like series nine. I'll it's, get there it's eventually. Still, it's still it keeps getting good. It doesn't stop getting good. Um, what else? Um, Bojack Horseman series five. Mm. That's in there because that was the best series they've done of it so far. Yeah, that was. It was very emotionally stressful. Yeah, the episode uh, free churro, where he's just talking, monologuing, at, talking at a funeral, mm. and that's all it is for the whole episode, and it's fantastic. Um, I'm in awe of the writing <laughs> for that. Um, because although. Would say that that episode is an example of a show not respecting its audience. I think the a reveal l- <laughs> a little bit. The reveal I, is. I don't think so because I, I think don't, I don't think that that is very respectful of me as a watcher. I disagree because I think the merit is in everything that he says, and it still means the same regardless of who's. That's an interesting take on it. Anyway, but that's all I'll say. I'll um. Uh, boo, what else? What else? Um, it's, to... it's quite difficult to think of a, a series that you've watched because I've watched so like, many because you binge things. So what? Well, not you. Yeah. One binges things mm. so often that like some. It's like well, that was just a period of my life that ended quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. So what's that? What have I got? How many have I got? Three. Yep. Uh. So one more. One more, and then then my number one. Um, I don't know. It's so difficult. Maybe F is for family because I watched. There's a new series of that out as well. Mm. Watching that, I'm not finished that yet though. That is good because the whole show is good. But also, uh, I'm just going to go in an honourable mention. Mm. This country because I only discovered that this year. Oh, this country is really good. I haven't made my way that that far through it. Yeah, that no, really good. that show. Yeah, no, that's, that that's it. That's that's up there. And my number one. I've just figured out my number one. Okay, you go first. The Bodyguard. Uh, I was going to say, did you watch The Bodyguard? The because... Bodyguard was really, really good. Yeah. Again, 
example of it. I, I think I'm just like an absolute bitch. <laughs> like, Clearly. I, I want my TV series to disrespect me <laughs> and call me a slut. Um, so, yeah, no, yeah, I, I didn't watch that either, but the, I heard it's good. The Yeah, it, it doesn't <laughs> respect you as a listener, as a watcher. I don't respect myself. Apparently, I just I was just swilling my beer for no real reason. You're you're a like drunk swiller. You just do that quite often. Like you, you did at my parents' <laughs> wedding. Yeah, and I spilt two pints yeah. that day doing that. That that's that'd be good enough. Yeah. Also, I re- didn't realize you were doing it on your leg. Oh yeah, I was just getting a bit on my leg. Um, yeah. Uh, so yes, and my number one is Ugly Delicious. Oh yeah. Which is just the best food documentary series I've ever seen. Hands down. I've spoken about it on the podcast before, so I won't get into it. But that, yeah, Ugly Delicious is my number one show of the year. So, what about your top moment? Oh, or are we doing top gigs? Should we do? Should we do top moment and then top personal moment last? Those two last. Yeah. So live music. Mhm. So, in no particular order again. Mm-hmm. The streets. Yeah, that's that's in mine. I yep. loved going to see the streets. Um, it was such a weird experience because the demographic is not us. It's yeah. not alternative to us. It's like a forty-year-old man asked us if we had any MDMA. Like yeah. it was, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were definitely the least hardcore people in that audience. Mm. Um, I just—it was fantastic. It was really whole, good. Yeah. They, yeah, um, and they're touring again in February, and I want to go <laughs> in Birmingham as well, which is where Mike Skin is from. So I really want to go to mm. see him in Birmingham, but. Yeah, uh, and then seeing Spectre live at Reading mm. was amazing. They Being on your shoulders <laughs> for their first song for yeah. Chevy Thunder, actually. No, it was um. Was it Untitled in D? Oh, it was Untitled in D. Yeah, that's what they opened on. So, what else? You said let's call the AA, <laughs> but I didn't know which one. Oh, such a good time. Um, and then Slaves. At Reading again, mm-hmm. that was amazing. Coming out to Venga Boys, I know we've talked about that, but that was a fucking stroke of genius. Yeah. Do, 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 do. No, it wasn't that. It was we liked the party. No, it was boom boom boom, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I can't even remember. No, it was we liked. No, the party. we. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah. See, yes, yeah, so I got it right. Sorry. Yeah. Both times. Um, <laughs> what else have I seen? Obviously, honourable mention, not in my top five, Harperdon Men's Choir. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They, they did a little, uh, a little, shake me up, baby, twist and shout, nice. twist and shout. And there was one bloke, like, so they only had one bloke that could sing high. Right. <laughs> and so you'd have all these, like, old men, like, oh, and then you'd have the one guy on his own go, <laughs> which I really enjoyed nice. shout out to you Harpenden men's choir <laughs> uh, what what other gigs have I seen I think Dua Lipa actually that was a real um, a reading yeah like I'd never I've never seen a pop act that I felt connected to as a performer like she put everything into that performance mm. and I felt like we were in the same space together yeah. whereas quite often when I go and see pop acts I feel like well I've paid to see this on a slightly larger screen yeah like, yeah I totally get that um. and then this is a bit of a curveball but um, 
Who did, who did we do the mosh pit for? Bring Me the Horizon. Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> like, I had so much fun at that gig. I don't really like their songs. <laughs> <laughs> but that was so much fucking fun. I just fun. remember standing at the edge of a pit, like, all, like half a tent away from you, finding you, just pointing you. Yeah. So down, like... <laughs> we were giving it so much gas. And, and then, then we never, never see, each each other. see each other. Yeah. Um, is that, how many is that? That's four. Four. And then, what's my, I'm going to come back, Fiddle? come back to me for the fifth one. Oh, actually, no, that is it. That is it. <laughs> That's what I say, because, yeah. Mm. Fiddler, where I first did a mosh. Yes. I was you in, were, I've never seen you that sweaty. I was so sweaty. I've never been that hot. Mm. Like. It was a very hot day anyway. It, it was like being inside a sweaty cloud. <laughs> Smeared. Yeah. Oh, so, so Ben started using the word smeared recently because he knows that it sounds disgusting. I've got, so, top five disgusting words of 2018. Smeared. Smeared. Caked. Oh. Smothered. Oh. Lathered. Oh. 24. Uh, and sopping. Oh, something. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, all right, so my gigs. Brian's gigs. I went to see... Brian ooh, gigs? Ooh. Now, Paramore were very good in January. That's back in January, so mm. it's so long ago. It's like... I mean, it was still a 2018. Mm. In Paramore's defence. I had a, a good bop that day. So I'm going to say that. Um, the streets. Um, I went to see... Uh, so I like a band called Pup. P-U-P. Yeah, and I think, have I ever showed you them? Because yeah, yeah, you have. I, ca- I came to the pre-drinks of you going to that gig, I think. No, that's the one of yours. Oh, right. Um, the, yeah, so Pup were su- the main support band for another band called the Menzingers. And um, we bought tickets just to see Pup. <laughs> Uh, and we realised, l- like the day before, that we didn't have standing tickets. We had le- we had level one standing, which was like upstairs. Like it was unreserved seating or standing. And we were like, oh, that's so annoying because we wanted to be in the pit. And so we, but we got our beers and we found a spot that's like next to the stage, like, and we could stand and still like have a good time. And it was perfect. We were like looking right down over it, and uh, and just and they were fantastic. Like I mean, Pup are one of the best live bands around I think I saw them because they're Canadian and I saw them play in Trafalgar Square uh, last year in on Canada Day because it was like the 150th anniversary of Canada being a country right next to Canada House right next to Canada House and they were having a big thing in Trafalgar Square and Pup they they imported four Canadian acts <laughs> and Pup were the last ones they were kind of like the headliner and there was like mosh pits and crowd serving and stuff in Trafalgar Square and it was just <laughs> beautiful um, and so yeah them not even as a headliner as one of my highlights of the year, gig-wise. Um, the Front Bottoms playing the Roundhouse. They, it was one of the happiest gigs I've ever been to. Just Everyone was just in such a good mood. Um, so what's that? Three? Four? Yep. Three? That's three. Three. Uh, uh, the One D is at um, Islington, which is... Because I saw, I, went, I saw them three times that week. Once in a church doing an acoustic thing, and then twice in a row. Uh... At Islington, and the last night, the third night, it was just phenomenal. They were fantastic. Um, and as my final one, 
That's difficult. That's difficult. Um, so, hang on. The streets. Paramore. Pup. Pup. Front bottoms. Modi is. That's five. Oh. I'm going to take... Oh, that's difficult. That's so difficult. I'm going to take... I'm gonna take Pup out just because it weren't a headliner. Mm. I'm gonna take him out on a on a technicality, <laughs> um, and I'm going to say Enter Shikari at the Hertfordshire Forum back in July, which was like the not even a week before we saw Fiddler, um, because that the energy at that show was just insane. Um, I was so sweaty. It was a hot day. It was the day Donald. Trump visited. Oh yes, I was were, at that protest, and there were big protests. Yeah, and I and Ra Reynolds, the singer for Enter Shikari, was at those protests so that day, and then did the gig in the evening, and mm. brought back a bunch of or some or other people. There were basically there was loads of like um, stickers being passed through the line of like uh, they were Amnesty International stickers, I think. Nice. Uh, and I got a Trump stinks gas mask. Yeah, or dust mask, really. Um, and those stickers, and they it was said nightmare on. It was a picture of Trump. I had the sticker on the back of my old phone. I can't remember what it said, but yeah, it was a good sticker <laughs> stuck in my phone. Um, yeah. And honorable men honorable mentions for me for mm -hmm. this year for the other one years gigs I went to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pale waves. I saw them twice this year, and they were they're you know fantastic. Um, Jewel Leaper's gig at Ali Pali. Um, I saw All Time Low at Ali Pali. They were good. I went to a lot of gigs this year. More than ever, I think. Are you pleased? I am, very. Uh, and yeah, and Reading Festival as a whole. Mm, Reading Festival was amazing. Music was good. I'm trying to think of the best act of the weekend for Reading for me. I don't know. Spectre, 100%. Mm. My favourite. Kendrick. Maybe. Seeing Foundations by Kate Nash. <laughs> um, I love Kate Nash so much. Yeah. But, yeah, that's probably... That's, that's that. So, before we move on to moments... We've got films first. We oh, Fuck me, I haven't seen five films. Are you fucking <laughs> you serious? have seen five films. What the fuck? I don't have the time to watch all these fucking five films. All right, films. well, you can do one, and I'll yeah. do five. Do as I, many as you fucking want, but... <laughs> Well, before we do that, I want to open another beer. Okay. So, this is Queen Bee Honeyed English Ale. Would you like to read the story? Mm. It is... <laughs> so, this is my Brian impression. Sorry, I was reading. It's silky smooth ale with a satisfying balance of sweet, rich honey and a bitter, dry hopped finish, which gives it a real buzz. <laughs> <laughs> see? See, I just did it, listeners. <laughs> oh, I I'm fucking praying silence. By the crack. Very nice. Alright, so, film. Uh, so, because I, like, I don't like Christmas films. I don't mm -hmm. like watching films. It's just, like, an hour and a half so I'm not getting back really <laughs> uh, but I did watch Nativity with Martin Freeman oh that is great and that was so good so funny yeah and the kids are the stars of that show they really that's are. what I really liked about that because yeah. it wasn't like 
oh, how can we shoehorn some kids on, but actually, like, cash in on the names of, like, Martin Freeman? And... Well, when that film came out, Martin Freeman wasn't as big of an actor as he is now. No. This is, you know, this is 2012? 2011? 2012? Nativity came out? So, Sherlock no. was only just... It wasn't massive. Mm. It wasn't... Because that's, that's why he's so massive now, because Sherlock, isn't it? Um, but, yeah. Because then the next year you had David... Then Nativity 2, David Tennant's in it. Is he? Yeah, as the main character. I might still watch it during the Christmas period. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done with Christmas shit now. I watched the oh. Bojack Horseman Christmas special last night, and that's that's the end of it Because <laughs> um, that is fantastic. They, it, because it's so separate from all the rest of the series, so you can watch it wherever you're at, mm. really. Um, it's just watching like an old Christmas special of horsing around. <laughs> so it's, it's good. Um yeah, sorry, Karen. I actually can't think of any other films that I've watched this year. <laughs> did you go to the cinema at all? No, I don't think I did. That hurts. Oh, you saw Black I Panther? Have, I saw Black Panther. Yeah, I think the thing is, like, the only time I would ever go to the cinema is on a date. Yeah, okay. I haven't really gone on that much dates this year. Fair enough. So, yeah, I think I've literally seen Black Panther. All right. Um. Okay. That's good <coughs> content for you listeners. <laughs> Alright, here we go. My top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to save my top two, and then the rest are in no particular order. Um, so, End of the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man film. I saw that last week, whatever. That's up there. That's in the top five of the year. Um, <clears throat> oh, now this is where the other, the, the, two, the other two to fill in is where it gets difficult. Because I've seen plenty. Oh, Infinity, I'm going to say Infinity War. The Avengers Infinity War, because that was insanely good. Like, it was a good film, it wasn't just a good superhero film. Um, and I think if anything gets nominated, if any superhero film gets nominated for a Best Picture Oscar, it should be that and not Black Panther. But there we go. Um, so, Infinity War and... Blimey, two of my top five are superhero films. Sorry, Ben just... Ben just picked the phone up to check it. It was still recording. And it opened and it said 27 seconds. And I was like, fuck, it freezes <laughs> when the phone locks. <laughs> um, yeah, two, that's, two, that's two Marvel films. Mm. I don't like that. But they are both fantastic from the last year. And memorable. Fantastic Spider-Man. Am I right? Amazing. Amazing, fantastic <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Mr. Fox. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh Films that came out this year. I said I was talking so confident earlier. I was like, "Yeah, you can't think of five films. What's wrong with you?" And then I'm like, five Shit." I'm just—it's just a matter of making sure I pick the right ones. I think for me, no, I, just, I, I don't want to pick a shit one. You know, I—I I was like, I was struggling for any film that I'd watched. Hmm. Um. Uh, I just—it's just. It's just I'm just trying to think of the films I saw. I remember seeing Rampage <laughs> with The Rock. Um, stop fiddling with the bottle caps. I'm sorry. I, it's just so nice to fiddle with. Um, I was thinking, like, actually, what have I done instead of watch films? And there are actually quite a lot of books that have um, influenced me quite strongly, like um, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race, mm. which was really, really good. And that really changed my... Well, not changed my ah. opinion, but opened up my horizons in terms of like racial politics, which I think was really important. Yeah. Okay, I've got. Oh, yeah, I've got my other one. Yeah, do you want to go for it? Uh, a Quiet Place. Which have you seen? No, but yeah. I, I know the general concept. Yeah, 
it's I mean that. Oh. Oh. Is it scary? It's no, it's more of a thriller oh. than than uh horror. Yeah, but it's it it's great. And considering uh, yeah, um John Krasinski directed it and is in it and is great in it. And it's him and Emily Blunt are the two main stars in it and they're married in real life as well. So it's like <laughs> oh. and yeah, and he directed it and it's fantastic. The kind like I remember sitting in the cinema and like I had popcorn and I just didn't want to eat my popcorn because it was too loud. The sound design of that film is insane. That is so cool. Like you feel like your breathing is suddenly too loud. Like it's crazy. Um, so that's my one. And so my top two, and I can't decide which one of the two is better. Um, but my top two are um, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, mm-hmm. um, which won several Oscars for this, that, or the other. And um, the other is A Star Is Born. Which is the... Um, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga yeah. film. Which... Uh, <laughs> core blimey. Because that's the thing. Until I saw that, Three Billboards was my, my definitive number one. And But honestly, because there was a lot of hype about it. And I went to see it just to check it out. But dear God... <laughs> I know it's a remake of a remake, but it's um, it's something else. And Bradley Cooper is a fantastic director. He directed that as well, mm. which um, I think he'll get nominated for. And I think currently, I think the Oscar race for Best Actress is between Lady Gaga and Olivia Colman, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> Who did, what, what, did, what was she in? So Olivia Colman is in a film called The Favourite, which comes out January 1st, I mm. believe. Um, and watch the trailer because it is great. She's Queen. Olivia Coleman plays Queen someone uh, in the past. It's <laughs> it's it's uh, Edwardian. No, seventeen hundreds. Anyway, I think she plays some sort of queen. See, yeah. so it's her, Rachel Weiss, and Emma Stone, mm. and it looks quite funny and kooky and weird but mm. Olivia Colman does look amazing in it like your, your describing of the trailer makes me want to go and see it mm. so maybe you should just describe me more trailers and then I'll actually <laughs> watch films yeah but no that, that, that looks really good um, but yeah I think it's going to be between the two of them because they've both been nominated for Golden Globe in separate categories because mm. Golden Globe is a bit more separated so you have best actress in a drama and best actress in a musical or comedy so the drama, Lady Gaga's nominated for drama for A Star Is Born, and then uh, Olivia Coleman's nominated for um, comedy or musical because favourites are comedy, I guess. Uh, and so when it comes to the Oscars, they'll both be in the same category. So I imagine they'll both win the Golden Globe, but then when it comes to the Oscars, it'll be a bit more. It'll be a bit of a race. Yeah, which will be interesting. So. Let's think about the cultural moments that we had okay, in 2018. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one. You can mention a few. No. Yeah. Like, I've, I think that we should not separate this because it will probably generate some discussion. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what cultural moments did we have in 2018? I think um, the Yellow Jackets movement is a really, really interesting one because that's a, a movement that has been tried to co be co-opted by racists mm. and fascists. Uh, when essentially it was a protest about the sort of the anti-democratic centrists yeah. saying we know what's best for you 
and they'll just suck up and listen to us. Yeah. But so I think that's really interesting. There's been change from those. They've yeah. affected change already, which is insane. Um, Violence is sometimes the solution, lads. Yeah, it's a, that's a touchy one, but yeah. I mean, um, if the state causes violence, that's what the police do. Well, that's what the army does. Well, you have a legitimate cause to use your own violence. And if I get arrested at the Extinction Rebellion protest, <laughs> that will be my plea. All I'll say about that is don't cause violence at the Extinction Rebellion protest, because that is very much not the point. N- no, so, but... So, sorry, just to... Go on, no, go on, finish, finish. But, so, I'm not, I'm not going out there to try and get arrested, and I'm, I'm not going out there to start violence, which I'm not saying that you are saying, mm-hmm. but there is a misconception that people could understand. That is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Um, but I also think that any movement that tries to enact real change that threatens people in power, and we cannot achieve any sort of ecologically safe uh, environment without removing the current power structures that we have. Anything that threatens those power structures will face resistance, violent resistance, from arms of the state. And that will be the police and that will be the army. Mm. And so what I'm saying is, if you go to the Extinction Rebellion protest, don't be surprised if the police attack you for no reason, because they are trying to protect the powerful people in society. Do not go out there with the express purpose of trying to be people. Yeah, so I was at an Extinction Rebellion meeting last week. Um, and there was... And, and there, there, what I get from a lot of people is that a lot of people don't understand the point. There's a very specific uh, mission there. And a lot of people... Like, like for instance, there, there was a, some, some people were like, okay, but what are we, what are we doing? on a personal level like one of the biggest things you can do is go vegan and some people like applauded it and I'm like look like I'm 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 trying to go vegan myself so that's like I don't disagree that's not the point of why we're here like mm. there's a there's a plan specifically and it's that plan for a reason and if people hijack it for their own with their own ideals then it's going to go off track but I'm not getting into that, <laughs> and I, I don't want to get into uh, talking about Extinction Rebellion stuff. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, all. on a macro scale, like when you're trying to cause change, individuals are rarely ever the problem. It's, mm. it's that same thing of like, if you could go back and kill Hitler, would you? But if you go back and kill Hitler, would you still be stopping the uh, the conditions that made Hitler possible to rise yeah. up power. You just get Hitler Mark too. Yeah. And equally, when you're talking about like, go vegan, don't go vegan, do this, do that. What you need to be is like, make it easier for people to live a sustainable life, not attack people for eating some bacon every so often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. Go to a meeting if you can. Yeah. But anyway, uh, cultural moments. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the Extinction Rebellion uh, protest. They shut down like five bridges in London. Mm. That was a couple months ago. That was pretty fantastic. That's what made me hear about them, and a lot of people actually as well. Um, and a lot of people got arrested. Yes. Um, that was the state using violence against people trying to enact change. Okay. I'll just we're going to move on from that now. <laughs> uh, England. Oh, the semi-final yeah. of the World Cup. I forgot that that was this year. Yeah, you know, it was so long ago. That's like 
amazing. Mm. Semi-final of the World Cup. So close to the final. <laughs> but close enough, I think. We're proud. Proud of mm. our boys. Um, and who knows what, what will happen next time. Indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've still got that waistcoat. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking earlier, I was talking earlier at the, at the football about like just the best football moments of the year. And for me, it was Bruno Andrade scoring the equaliser just before halftime at Wembley in the playoff final. Um, but the yeah, the Kyrian Trippier's free kick, where he scored five minutes mm. into that game against Croatia, and we all thought we were in the final. Mm. And then that equaliser was the reminder of, oh, we can still lose this. Yeah. And then we did, <laughs> uh, which made it a little bit more crushing because we all just... That we were all just like that's it we're in the final you know we're we're gonna make it and uh, and we didn't but to get to the semi final in the first place is is you know something that no one had done in twenty eight years no England team <laughs> and considering in like two thousand six mm. the team that we had then we should have done more with that but yeah uh, let's not get into that but but yeah that was a big big cultural moment for me mm. um did we did me too happen this year. No, it happened last year. Oh, well, it started last year. I mean, it's been happening this year too. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's yeah, very much, very much. No, I've just been trying to think of cultural moments. Mm. Um. Mm. <laughs> and just like football, uh, rebellion, mm. uh, <laughs> my two favorite things. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's more that's happened. I mean, I, I guess it's maybe a personal one, but I'd say seeing Hamilton. That's kind of it's. It was a cultural thing that we did. Mm. That was a that was a highlight. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Maybe we should just move on to personal things. Yeah, I think so. Have, have you have you got personal things you want to talk about? I've got a lot of personal things, I think. Yeah. Well, why don't we go like one, two, one, two? One. Okay. So big one. Going going starting my masters. Doing doing that. Um, it's been amazing, mm. and like ten times the work I ever did at university the first time round. <laughs> But amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a big one for me. A, a big one for me actually is um been getting involved with the Abbey Theatre and mm. seeing what an avenue for change that could be, mm. and seeing that like what happens when people come together for a purpose other than financial gain. Mm. So you've got all these incredibly incredibly talented people with the skills that could be put to use and be very very lucrative but actually we would rather create something nice for the community mm. and put effort into ourselves and the people that we love rather than into money and creating money for someone else which i think that i think that can be used as a blueprint for change and i think that it ought to be you know you you ought to be someone that's involved in your community and you ought like that is a way of finding security without seeking financial security. It's like communal security, yeah. which I think is quite nice. Nice. Um, personal moments for me. Uh, if you've got another one, then go for it, because I'm... I'm trying to think, like, what holidays did we go on, but we didn't... Went to Reading. We went to Reading. Mm -hmm. Reading was actually a really... That was an incredibly spiritual moment for me, actually. Yeah? Because... Have we lived there? Having lived there, yeah, so because I lived and went to Reading University and I never really was part of the festival, but I could hear it. <laughs> yeah. 
and then going to it and feeling that connection of sort of oneness with the people that you're walking around and it wasn't because I was on drugs I didn't, didn't do any drugs mm. but it was like wandering around and feeling like I'm safe like yeah. everyone here has got my back yeah and and he's able to just have a good time and actually that's how if you ever do any traveling and things like that it's a similar feeling because people are generally nice mm. people generally don't want to harm you and people generally would like the world to be a better place yeah. and sometimes we lose sight of that because we're you know forced into these situations where we have to make choices yeah. um but actually other people aren't as, as an other to to be to be feared you're actually you actually have more common more in common with these people than than you don't yeah so that, yeah. that was a really good moment for me that's nice it's, really, it's beautiful man. <laughs> Um, whew. finishing a well actually no because I didn't finish it <laughs> well I had to so for, for my masters I had to write a, a feature length script mm. I wrote 53 pages of it which is the longest I've ever written of anything so I feel good about that <laughs> but I didn't finish it like I didn't have to I could, I, the minimum was 50 pages mm. and then some other additional paperwork or whatever for the hand in um but yeah, just and like just I know I said already like doing my masters, but the process of going back to do my masters and and getting on with it and actually just finding myself in an academic environment again, but with a whole new perspective and a whole new appreciation for it. Mm. It didn't. It doesn't feel like something I should be doing now. It's something I want to be doing, mm. I think, which is a difference, yeah. and it, it's nice. So, and all the friends I've made, like, I went into it not knowing anyone, uh, just like going to uni the first time, really. Mm. And it took a little while for our group to click. Like, there was a lot of different individual Disparate. friendships, yeah. uh, and then it came to like the first deadline week, and everyone just gelled straight away. Mm. Like, everyone started talking to each other more, and we all just became really good friends. So, um. Yeah, it's been nice. I think for me, a, a, a personal moment has been completing the 10K. Mm. So, like, that was that was a real... Because I've never really thought of myself as a runner, quote-unquote. Mm. I've always thought of myself as someone who likes to run. Yeah. And then I did that, and that was a, a similar thing of, like, I knew people who ran, but then I did it, and I felt... Like I was together with the, all these people who were running for charity and things like that. And it made me feel really, feel like I was part of the running community and things like that. Yeah. So that was quite nice. Even though ever since I did that 10K, fucked up my knee. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I haven't been able to run. Oh. Um, so it's slightly ironic. Yeah. And I think as well, just to elaborate further on my former point, <laughs> like finding old friends again. Mm. Like, uh, like Georgia, big shout out, because we were friends at uni and then didn't talk much, you know, while away. Um, mostly my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now, yeah, no, it's just nice, like finding those friend, refinding those friendships and and re realizing how important they are to me. I guess, mm. but not yeah, not just that, but like and all the new friends as well, and yeah, not being in a stupidly long distance relationship anymore <laughs> as well it was quite nice um, 
Yeah. And I'm just trying to think, like, earlier on in the year. Mm. Like. Did I learn anything <laughs> in, yes. in the first six months of the year? Before I was at uni, did I learn anything? Mm. Um, I just, I don't know, but. It's, yeah, it's been a weird, weird year. But in a good way. Mm. Done a lot. Seen a lot. Um, and and as well, after five years of writing poems, <laughs> finally actually performing something at an open mic night. Which, That's probably a big highlight Which for me. was really, really amazing. Like, having watched the videos, the audience is absolutely eating up the palm <laughs> of your hand. I was very happy with, like, that people laughed when I wanted them to and mm. stuff. So it's... um. I'm glad I waited the five years or so or whatever that I did. Because, uh, yeah, I was always just... I never wanted to perform anything because I was always a bit just like, no one's going to like this. Mm. And even even when it came to like, doing it, I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, uh, uh, But no, I'm very glad that I did. And I will in future. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it's, it's revitalised me and I'm writing a lot more mm. as well. I wrote a poem about mince pies the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a, a weird moment for me. Growing a beard. Yeah, yeah, you're a beardy boy now. Like it's really it it's aged me in a good way. Like I actually look not fourteen anymore, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I feel like it's changed my perception of myself as well. Mm. Like um, mm. Mm. I don't know. I I feel like I'm more more aware of like where I am in my life like I, I never really felt 22 and now I do yeah which is a weird oh, yeah, you're still weird 20. thing to say no you're not 20 you're 20 oh my god you're still 22 I'm 22 <laughs> I, was like, I was like you're no you're 23 now aren't you and then I'm like oh shit I'm 23 no. on the 13th of January yeah shit so it is in like three weeks yeah I'm not gonna be here you're not that makes no. me so sad I'm gonna go up to Nottingham though you are yeah why are you going to Nottingham because it's Notts County v Cambridge on the 12th <laughs> Do you want to then come to Link? <laughs> <laughs> Do I go from Nottingham? It's it's a short train from Nottingham to Lincoln. I might explore that. <laughs> um, and it'll be a Saturday. It will be a Saturday. And then it'll be my birthday on the Sunday. Exactly. So. No brainer. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Is there any, any more highlights of the year? No. What? I don't, I don't think so. No. Oh. Just a few other moments, sort of, culturally. Mm. KFC running out of chicken. <laughs> I was reading through this thread on Twitter yesterday, um, and it was just like all the sort of like things that happened on TV, uh, and like it was like a, a thing of just yeah like little clips from videos uh, of like highlights. And one of them was when KFC ran out of chicken, and there was that woman on the TV, and she was like. I've had to go to Burger King. <laughs> like, she's, like, raging because she had to go to Burger King instead. And just, that just cracked me up. There's that, and, uh... Oh, and who can forget good old Big Dee Dee on the... Was it Good Evening Britain, I think? Uh, Danny Dyer, I'm talking about, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, being like, where's, uh, where's the one who started all this at? David Cameron got his trotters up, up in Nice, nice. <laughs> and just calling him a twat on live TV twat and just the second twat though just the comedy timing of it just twat <laughs> just uh, while well, they've already moved on oh it's beautiful truly beautiful Danny Dyer oh what a man knighthood 
<laughs> he did the alternative, um, uh, like Christmas address, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, at the oh, same time as the Queen. I might watch that. Yeah, because they do it on Channel Four, don't they? Mm. Um, yeah. Also, what you're saying about like growing a beard and like feeling more of an adult. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, like, just the way... I, I feel like my fashion sense has changed a little bit over the last year. Mm. I've simplified a lot, and I like it. And also I realise I like polo shirts now. I never mm. used to suit a polo shirt, but I like them now. And rings. I started wearing rings. Mm. I really like wearing rings. <laughs> just got some nice ones. So Did you get fun. them for Christmas? I didn't. I bought them myself, but I bought them... So there's a website, AliExpress. Have you ever used it? No. So these are really cheap. But it's because they took like 50 days delivery. That's a really cool business concept. <laughs> yeah, because you get them from like China and stuff. Mm. I don't know, but it's, yeah, really good. But, um, I feel like we're, we're sort of trailing off. Coming to the end, yeah. which is probably good because I feel like we're at like an hour 45. I think we might be at two hours. Are we quite there? Well, we're nearly, oh, yeah. we're nearly at two hours, so. I it's guess. It's been good to be back. It has. I don't we know make what... no promises for when we're going to be back. I'm, None I'm sorry. at all. <laughs> because we tried that last time and it didn't work out mm. for us. So. We were like, well, if we say it, then we'll stick to it. Yeah. And we said it and we did not stick to it. Yeah. But it's been, yeah, it's been lovely to be back. Mm-hmm. And we will see you all again sometime. In the new year. In the new year. 2019. The year of prosperity and happiness and there will be no war. <laughs> you say that like there's almost <laughs> definitely going to be a war and you're trying to convince us otherwise <laughs> what do you know that we don't it's probably going to be war not, I'm sorry lads Yeah. Well. but um, let's hope that you're not caught up in it yeah me specifically or no I mean like <laughs> listeners. the listeners yeah you just looked me dead in the eye as you said it so I was just like <laughs> me um, yeah have a very happy new year and all the best in 2019, I guess. Yep, stay safe, love one another. And we hope you've had Down a, with capitalism. a wonderful 2018. Comrades. Comrades. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah, thank you, and goodbye. And thank you for listening to us, even though it's been three months. Yes. <laughs> three, three and a half months, nearly four. But. We are that bad friend that doesn't talk back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bye. Bye.